Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 333 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined as always by my mainest man, Willie Saylor, coming at us from Easton, PA. To my left, Kyle Bradke, who's at the Oklahoma State-West Virginia football game. How's that go, Kyle? Gary Busey dunked on he and his bride. Did you know Gary Busey went to Oklahoma State, Willie? I didn't know Gary Busey went to Oklahoma State, and then Bader took a picture of him and Zach Esposito. I'm like, why is Gary Busey and Zach Esposito hanging out? So he was he went there, and he was at the game, and they like introduced him at one of the timeouts or whatever. And after the game, we're leaving, we're walking back to, to our car, and we're standing on the side of the street waiting to cross the road. And uh, on the side street that was beside I promise, Willie, the side street that was beside us, this car pulls up, and, I mean, we could have reached out and touched the car. It was that close to us. And it turns right in front of us, and Gary Busey sticks his head out of the car, and he just screams, Hey! <laughs> As, like, the car was just driving by. And it was just, like, it was me, Olivia, her sister, and her grandparents. It was just, like, five people in West Virginia clothes. And he just stuck his head on and goes, Hey! And Olivia's screaming, Gary Busey, you get back here! <laughs> there was this cop standing there, and he's like, Was that Gary? And we're like, Yeah. And we're like, Go arrest him. <laughs> it was... It was insane. So not only did we lose, but Gary Busey dunked on all of us. Wow. And you're never going to get that wow. back either. You can't redunk or undunk. Why have you been leveraging Gary Busey all these years? Is my question. I don't know. What are they even waiting for, honestly? <laughs> okay, so weird week, says Willie. Um, so we had a classic Allentown snow delay that prevented Michigan-Lehigh from happening. Mike and I were there on location, um, slowly becoming Michigan men. Loved our time out there, thanks to Coach Bormat and company. They got a great thing going there. They're awesome dudes. But we were there for the match, and the match did not happen on Friday because Willie's area got out of control snow, and they could not leave. It, it was, was wicked. Yeah, it sounded like it was pretty bad. Pretty tough scene. But really enjoyed our time there. The match ultimately happened on Sunday. Um, so, yeah. How are the facilities? Out of, con- out of control. Out of control. Yeah. It's so nice. Um, everything's pristine. And, uh, and not only their practice facility, they have this Olympic weight room area that's like right across the road from where they train. It's a, it's a great setup. They got a great thing going. Got to go to the big house, watch a game. Was uh, exhilarating uh, like nothing I've ever been a part of. I haven't been to many big football games. So it was. Did you see so awesome. um, Robbie Howard? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Rod was there the whole time. Um, you grumpy old man. He was wearing. Uh, he did do the. It's actually funny you mentioned the, uh, the putting on the the team. So all right, back up. So 
we're all on the same page. They do this thing now in wrestling and really in every sport. They've where been doing it in football and basketball for years. So the kid goes on the visit. They give him the gear. They get their picture taken in the gear, and it's just a little thing, and the kids like it, right? Or they wouldn't do it. Well, so Robbie did this with the Michigan thing, and Willie didn't like it. But it's funny that you mention it because Sean was like, Coach Bormat was like, basically like McFarlane would not like this. Like this is not something. He's like, don't tell Joe we're we're doing stuff like this now. But that's it's just the reality. It's har- harmless fun. Yeah. No, listen. He's gonna let walk me it clarify. Back. He's gonna walk it back. I don't classic walk back. Somebody said that I'm a grumpy old man. I I tweeted this is a bad trend. I don't like it. I would never do it. I would never have a kid do it. And first of all, let me apologize to Robbie and Kel Coward because it makes. The, the tweet it sounded like I was at them. Kelly Howard, I love Kelly Howard. I love Robbie Howard. It's not, it's not a dig at them. It's, the, it's go, it's been going on. Right? It's just one, was just one thing that I was like, okay, this is kind of enough for me. And if, if you don't subscribe to that theory, I don't blame you. Kids do it. Kids like it. I guess. I just, and, and people. People tweeted at me, oh, you're a grumpy old man. Oh, get with the times. I'm not grumpy old man. I'm, I'm like, so like far removed from grumpy old man. But this one, I don't know. I don't like... I, I also... I liken it to... Like, dapping up your, your, your opponent for the game. When LeBron goes and talks to CP3 before the game and chest bumps, whatever I don't, I don't get down with that and i don't like i wouldn't want to ever wear a michigan singlet if i end up going to iowa or an iowa singlet if i end up going to oklahoma state or something yeah that's a good point um i mean i disagree but like if he goes to iowa or something or penn state and there's just these pictures of him wearing michigan stuff like right. out there yeah it's true tell me about a kid that i mean Tell me about a kid that went to Ohio or went to Ohio State on a visit and ended up going to Michigan. If I was the Ohio State fans, I would I would blast it right before they played. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's interesting, Kyle. I just I don't see the big deal in it. I mean, what you're talking about, Willie, right there. Football and basketball players that literally do that all the time. They go and put LSU stuff on, then commit to Alabama, and I don't know. It's just not that big of a deal. It's like it's like testing out a car. Yeah. Do they put the shirt on? It's not test driving a car. It's totally different. No, it's, you're it's just, identical. Yeah, you're just like testing it There's, out. There there are, no, no, it feels you don't like. have to test out a singlet. You know how the freaking no, feels. No, it's no, a, you no. You see yourself you have no in idea. it. You want to see yourself in it. Let me ask you this, too. Do they put on all the pads when they do it? No, usually you just put on Right, they put on a shirt. There's, some, there's no, a lot different on... than putting on a shirt than getting down in your underwear and putting on a damn singlet. All right, I'll show you the picture of Kelly Howard or Kelly Howard. I got uh, uh, Kelly Bryant in the full Arkansas uniform, wearing a helmet, shoulder pads, pants, everything. Yeah, stupid. It's not Kelly stupid. Bryant. How, how do you? Gonna go to- you're like, I'm not an old man. I'm not an old man. You're an old man. Yeah, you're you're, you're an old man. Why is it a bad trend? You are yelling at clouds. Why is it a bad trend? Speak. You act like uh, it's ruining the uh, sport of wrestling. To me, it's a bad trend. Okay, why? I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what for sure. There's been there's been kids out there that have gone on trips and I've seen pictures. Uh, this again, not this is, has nothing to do with Robbie Howard. I've seen kids that have gone on trips and 
I knew damn well, and they knew damn well, they weren't going to that school. Yeah. They want to get all their trips in. They want to do all their... Why would you... Because that's Why what they want to do. They have five trips. To, they want to do it. I know it. that I'm going to Notre Dame. I'm going to go put on a singlet for Georgia? No, I ain't doing that. Okay. Right. If you are ever recruited, you can choose to not do that. Yep. If you open up your recruiting process, Willie, you can do it the right way. I would still have not right yet now. said why this is a bad trend. I would never wear a Miller Lite jersey. <laughs> wow. <laughs> He's, he is faithful. Okay, so that we kind of got a little derailed there, but um, we were going to talk about that at some point. A lot of questions uh, coming in from the Internet about why I have a, a mug with a man's head on it. Um, so Efren Salinas, our uh, video guy, helps out in the studio a lot. He said, um, he said that the paper cups we used are not professional, okay? So I had this mug. This is Efren, and this says professional. So He's going to be mad at you again. It, it doesn't take much. That's a pretty low threshold there to get, to get <laughs> Efren mad at me. So he <laughs> may be like mad. This is like the 18th time that you referred to him as, like, don't call him video guy. He likes to be, he likes his title. I don't know him. anyone's title. I don't know Ray's title. I forget. I say the wrong title for my boss every single time I try to do it. So it's, it means nothing. I just don't remember anyone's title. I don't, I don't know yours. I don't, barely know mine. Kyle's, who knows? It doesn't Let's matter. Let's talk about wrestling. Let's talk. Studio Grand Wizard says Caleb in the back. That's his name. All right. Iowa Princeton wrestled on Friday. That was exciting. Um, we got to watch it because we weren't doing Lehigh, Michigan. And, okay, one, everyone was very impressed with Patrick Glory getting tech followed for some reason. I don't um, get that either. I don't either. I'm like, well, what happened? What, because he got a reversal? I'm like, listen, I, this show is uniformly behind Pat Glory, and pretty much we all think he's going to do great this year in place. But I, we, I received, like, maybe 10 tweets, like, have you ever been more impressed with someone in someone, a tech yeah, fall someone victory? Someone asked that. I don't get it. I'm like, no, I mean... No, if if he had got tech now, the most impressed I've ever been with a tech fall uh, loss was Jackson Morse against David Taylor, where he <laughs> took him down like four times, maybe more, and then got teched. That was impressive. I mean, it's not that I'm not impressed with Patrick Gloria. I just don't know what it was about this performance that got people so excited. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll I'll be honest. I thought that he looked pretty tough too. <laughs> I don't get. Oh, he was I, on his. He was down six nothing. Twelve seconds know. into the match, I don't understand. I don't it get one, it. One he was bit. Immediately taken down, put on his back. He was turned in the uh, with the tilt multiple times. It was sixteen two. He teched him in the second period. I. He got a reversal. That's great. I don't. I don't. I don't. Understand he did ride either. him out. I mean, it's fine. There's no one's taken anything away from from Pat Glory, but I was like, man. Tell you what, you know who was eye-opening this weekend? Patrick Glory. <laughs> Patrick Glory. Revelation. How'd he do? It's tech ball, second period. <laughs> oh, he oh, he got teched. All right, well, sure. But it was in the No, sorry guys. I'm not I'm not I'm not with that one. I'm with you on a lot. I'm we're this is a pro Patrick Glory podcast. Let it not be said otherwise. But that wasn't the match for me. I'm looking more at the matches he won, like when he teched Gavin Teasdale. That for me, you know, but different strokes. We all have different methods for evaluation. That, that was standard Spencer Lee. What? Yeah. He, the kid didn't even get teched in the first. Dang. Title? Finalist contender. Uh, so 33, DeSanto smashed. I mean, Iowa, a lot of bonus points. Max Murin, to me, is one of the biggest. And I know he hasn't wrestled anybody. It's just, 
it's kind of like Kassar last week against Kent State. You know, it was just like I just watched it and I thought, wow, this this looks right. And Max Murin looks like a real point scorer at 141. And we're seeing, yeah, 41 has some really, really nice high-level talent between Yanni and Ironman and Nick Lee. But, man, you're, you're looking at Chad Red's faltering and – um, you know, Matt Finley's been kind of a revelation, but you know, Sedarian Perry's ranked. Eight. There is going to be opportunities for him to be guys like he's going to be in that match with with Cade Brock. He's going to be in that match with probably Mitch McKee and the Michael Carr. Uh, I, I didn't think this coming into this year. I think Max Murin has top five potential, and I did not really think that. And I could be basing it on not the right information or not enough information, but that's just that's just where I'm at with it right now. I think he looks great. Well, don't you think, um, like, going off of folk results last year, or college in-season results last year, I thought he was good. He was solid, yeah, definitely. He was solid, right? But then the U.S. Open results, coupled with the early season results this year, I think he, like, made significant gains. I do, too. And we've seen this with with Iowa guys before. If you look at, a, a lot of them will have kind of, like, pedestrian red shirt years and this is kind of going back but you know no real marquee wins you know Corey Clark was kind of like the one guy that just had an amazing red shirt year he beat Delgado and had some Tyler Cox and some other really good guys but a lot of times they're just kind of like they do fine but they're clearly not optimized and then the next year they're they're gangbusters and and Murin had a solid one last year now he's I think he's really emerged and you know a, a year ago they were flirting with the idea of of wrestling him, and he didn't do amazing at Midlands. He still did did fine, but they were considering wrestling him right away, which says a lot about Iowa's faith in him. And now a year later, he looks really strong for the weight. He's getting a lot of attacks off. Uh, I, I think you have to be excited. Yep, yep. So that was that, and then at forty nine, this was the marquee match, and Kolodzik looked like the better guy all the way. Um, you know, for all the momentum, you know, a lot of people get excited about momentum and stuff. And, and why I kind of always, not that I don't think it exists, it's just like it gets overstated. If there's ever a case for momentum, it's Iowa comes out, Tech at 25, Penn at 33, Penn at 41, you're in Carver Hawkeye, Pat Lugo has two wins over Matt Kolodzik, and what, where's the mo- no momentum? Yeah. Just just loses because he's not, a, just the, the better guys win. That's what happens. It's not momentum. The better guys win. Kolodzik appears right now to be better than Lugo. Lugo lost last week to um, to Rolfing. You know, he's he's not as good as Pat as uh, Matt Kolodzik right now. And I don't think it's it's time to worry if you're an Iowa fan with Lugo. But maybe it is time to temper ex- expectations you know, that, that this guy might not be a, a title contender. But even still, it, it's not a lot. He's he has his hand locks his hands locked on a. I think a match tying single leg, yeah. Late in the third, and if he finishes, you know who knows what happens. And he didn't finish, and uh, so he's right there. So not nothing to get. I, I I'm not especially excited if I'm an Iowa fan right now about Lugo, but I'm not I'm not super worried either. It looked like he cut his weight better. He certainly had seven minutes of energy. He didn't look as strong as as Kolodzik, I felt. Well, he um. Uh... He has a lot. He's not very, I guess, dynamic, right? And so, the, at, at the the composition of one forty nine, I'm like, in any given match, and he could 
beat almost every guy at 49. But to, to do it consecutively, he wrestles a lot of close matches, so I don't know. Well, he, he's really, I mean, his best position is from his underhook. If, if guys are taking that away, he's going to be having a hard time scoring points from his feet. So, you know, and, that, and that's true for most guys. They have a position where they're really strong, but his his position is especially, you know, tight. So, what about the back half? I mean, I was really good early, um, and they're still without three starters. I doubt we see them this week against Purdue, right? Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I I don't understand this Warner thing. I mean, he's resting from Junior Worlds in September. I bet Warner goes this weekend. What's you up? think Warner goes this weekend? Yeah, because Christian Brunner is not going to be back in the lineup after just wrestling at U23s, probably. Oh, so you think he's stuck in the tough position? <laughs> no, I didn't say that. Um, no, apparently Ironside, and I only know this from reading the Hawkeye message board, Cesspool, they call themselves. Um, Ironside said on a radio show that he had a weird accident. Hmm. So, I don't know what that means. But yeah, <laughs> Coach Brands, I'm just referring back to what Coach Brands said um, headed into media the Kent days. State match. Yeah, the media day. He was like, yeah, he's going to miss this, still recover Junior Worlds or whatever. Uh, so I don't know when we'll see Jacob Warner. I, I think he's healthy ish, but I don't know. We'll see him eventually, and he'll be, he'll be pretty dang good, I would imagine. 57, Caleb Young continues to look really good. I mean, his. He's powerful at the weight, but Quincy Monday looked like he could be a thing as well. Um, you you want to talk about getting excited like about? You want to get excited about a, a Princeton guy in a loss? That was a guy I got I got pretty excited. You saw those first two takedowns, and you know he got he got carved a little bit. He got pressured into taking some bad shots. That man Caleb and, and Iowa is just so good at running behind. I mean, I don't know how uniformly one team can be so good at go-behinds, but man, if there's one thing that these guys can do, they can run around bad shots like no other team. So that's what got Quincy against Caleb Young, and I think both those guys uh, have real potential at this weight. I thought Quincy looked great, other than I, I thought it was, there was a very obvious line of demarcation where like, he hit a wall. Yep. Yep. But I think he's going to be good and come you know, March, he's going to be like his brother, someone that no one's going to want to hit. And those two, it's interesting. UNC and Princeton duel, so those two are going to wrestle each other, theoretically. Curious. All right, what UNC else? And, uh, North Carolina and Princeton? Mm-hmm. So that'll be cool. Marinelli's looking like a boss right now. Uh, 84 Cash Wilkie's looking good as well. So Hawkeye's looking good early. They haven't been super tested yet, but they're passing the test at this point. Um, want to talk about uh, a little Keystone action, specifically Penn State? Yeah, well, the the major news there is the two sort of quasi-wrestlers, right? Yeah, so at 149, you've got Berge. And I thought it was interesting that they kind of made it so, um, and I'm sure this was a, I mean, it doesn't make sense to seed like Kassar and Neville's on the same side unless you ask for it. They clearly should have been Opposite, so they made it so that they would hit in the semis a little earlier, which which is cool. So, Berge and Verclearen, their semi was, for the most part, pretty boring, but just had a really crazy finish. Um, initially, they're in a little scramble. Berge looked to tweak his knee or something and had to give up choice, so Verclearen gets away, 1-0 at the end of the first. 
And then second period, you know, they trade escapes. So really nothing happened other than the guys got away. And Berge had a couple opportunities to get in. He got in on a single, locked a cradle, and Verclearing kind of like sat through a la Vincenzo Joseph, Michael Kemmer, if you remember that state final in PA. So he didn't score there. Then he gets in on another single leg. Verclearing, who's really good at dive rolls, dives underneath and gives up the danger takedown. But the ref waited forever to start his count, <laughs> despite the fact that Verclearing was in danger Probably more so, and I, I'm noticing a little bit. They're a little like, they're still not quite. It's not in their mind to remember to immediately go to that count. It's not happening as quick as I think it should, and I noticed it in other matches. So the ref goes like hyper speed for the three count, like because the the match is running out. There's very short time remaining, so he's like one, two, three, about that fast, and gives up the two for Bergy to ultimately take the match. And I think if you know, you're measuring skills. I think the better guy did win, but clearly they're very close. Yeah. What do, what do you make from it, um, Christian, if Bergie Bergie's going to be good, right? Yeah. But he's his, his cut is a thing. Yeah. Um, he may be a little dinged up. Um, I, I'll come out and say this. What if Penn State isn't – doesn't get a whole lot of points at 49. So I I was thinking about that and, you know, their 25 situation. I was like, okay, so they're only awesome at eight weights. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, they're fine. I mean, wh- think about it last year. Think about it last year. I'm starting to come around to Nomad's thing. What They weren't good at 25 or 33 last year, right? And they placed at the other eight. Is that right? Okay, so uh, seven, I think. So they placed at forty-one. Zane won. Nolf won. Chinzo won. Mark was second. Bo won. Shakur placed, and Neville's yeah. placed. So they had eight so All-Americans. Twenty-five and thirty-three. So it was just twenty-five and thirty-three last year. So they're they're gonna be just as good. I mean, they lose Zane, and that's that crushes, right? But they're gonna be elite at eight weights. They're gonna have title contenders at. Four, anyways, but five really with Kassar and who knows if Kassar's ranked second right now. Kassar's ranked second right now behind Stoll, and you know obviously we know Gable's probably the favorite right now, and I I believe that, but still he's a finalist contender no doubt. And then you know who knows with Rashid, Rashid at eighty four, eighty four is not great, so he could be a finalist. So they have six potential finalists. I'm starting to come. I I I just don't. It's going to be tough to overcome. And if they get zero points yeah. at 25 and 49, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. And also, yeah. there's potential. Like, you knew you weren't getting points at 25 from Carson Kuhn last year. You knew uh, 33. I can't remember who the 33 was last year. but Carpenter? But, Car- Carpenter. You just knew yeah. you weren't getting points there. There's a possibility you get points with, with Brady Berge. You never know. There's a possibility if they go with, you know, one of the, the 25 freshmen that there's – you're gonna get points. So, man, they could be they're not gonna be better just because they're not replacing Zane's points, I don't think. But so you combine that, the fact that they're gonna be elite at eight weights, and they won last year, and they're basically comparable. And you look at there's no Ohio State from 20, oh. 2018 Ohio State team. It's it's Iowa, which has a really good team, and Oklahoma State, unless Oklahoma State's 
good, become elite, and they, they enter that title contending realm, and they have a lot of those types of dudes. Um, I just I don't, I don't see it. Yeah. So that's that's kind of how I that's how I view it. So I think it it doesn't matter. And man, Kasar Kasar he and we have Kasar ahead of Gable right now. And I think coming into the weekend, we thought Kasar title uh, finalist contender probably not title contender because Gable. I think beating up. He be, he was more impressive against Neville's than than Gable was against White, in my opinion. I mean, getting three takedowns like that compared to a, like basically a one move match. Gable just shut down. Gable completely shut down, um, and and Kassar didn't. Now I'll say this: What Nick Neville's was that? I don't know if that was the best Nick Neville's. There's a lot of talks about his dealing with an injury if he's not at his best. But for what it's worth, he was kind of crushing up to that point. So I think that's a really that's a legit win for him, and um, also someone pointed out on Facebook thirty three last year was Keener, remember? Oh yeah, Keener, that's right. He qualified, I think, one he, and two. Yeah, yeah, right. So you knew not, not gonna get much there. Let's uh, upgrade over Carpenter for sure, though. So yeah, yeah. yeah go ahead, Willie. No, I was just gonna say, uh, yeah, they're, they're gonna be fine. I kind of asked it. I knew they're going to be fine without the, you know, even if they have uncertainty at a couple weights, the, the the title picture doesn't look much different because there's not a team like like Ohio State was built last year. I don't think. No, I don't either. I don't either. Um, you know, the two teams or three teams is probably Ohio State this year. Okie State who just looked good, but probably has. Doesn't have that scoring potential, and, and Iowa, which doesn't look like it has enough finalists to match that. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, I said to lead the show, I said it was kind of a weird week. Lehigh gets canceled, and then the match that wasn't. Yeah, so Seth uh, Gross. No Seth Gross. Yep, disappointing. Seth Gross, Dayton Fix were supposed to wrestle. Gross dealing with a back injury, uh, was unable to compete. And big bummer for, for wrestling fans is this was the match we were so excited for. And I'm even more excited for it now after seeing what Dayton did to Lee Zach. Uh, an impressive win there. And I don't know what to discuss about the gross fix match that it didn't happen. Other than what does this mean for Seth moving forward? And I don't know. Well, I wanted to make the point that um, there were some people saying it's bad for the sport and this and that. And we... You know, everybody was settling into their couch with their pizza and and uh, their Budweiser, and they wanted to watch the the match, and it didn't happen. Well, while it's while it's deflating a little bit, mm-hmm. um, you know, Seth isn't dodging, right? Number one, let's get that out of the way. And number two, um, he's going to be out for a while, unfortunately. So it's not just this match. Yeah, it's too bad. And, you know, back stuff, that's, uh, you know, if it's an ankle, you're like, okay, you know, a couple weeks and he'll be fine. But you never know when a back is going to reflect. I mean, he's been dealing with it since high school, right? Therefore, you know, it's certainly not going to be cleared up and done with for the rest of his life, but just because he's out till December. So, yeah. And what does that mean for 33? You've got guys like Soriano and Fix now there, and Michich is only getting better. 
it's going to be really tough for a gross to repeat this year. I mean, we knew it was going to be tougher than last year already. And now with Soriano yeah. and Fix looking outstanding and Michich being who he is, it's, it's going to be tough. Yeah, I mean, my question is, like, no injury wrestling a full season, it would be tough, but I would I would take Gross because he's just a tough nut to crack and, and he's skilled in all positions and he's been there he's been there before. Um, that being said, with the depth of the field and the, or the elite talent that's at that weight, um, coupled with the fact that he might be rusty or he might not be getting all the reps, um, now it's it does throw some intrigue in there. Yeah, it really does. Um, so let's talk. Let's let's fast forward a little to uh, Dayton Lezak match. You know, probably the second most anticipated match of the weekend. The most uh, being the one that didn't happen in Gross Fix. So Dayton comes out, and th- this is something we've seen before with with Dayton is his forward pressure makes guys look like they are stalling like crazy. You know, I remember in the Gomez who's number one match. I mean, Austin's a pretty forward guy. He's just getting moved all over the place. And so Dayton's really good at controlling the center, and he's got to be freaky strong the way guys are just getting bullied around out there. So one, he wrestles with great position, but his pace is is out of this world. And you know, here's what I'm curious to see. You know that pace is going to affect Ethan Lezak negatively. You know this. Everyone knows this. Okay. So to see Lezak fade, not surprising. We said this coming into the year. Oh, wow, he's going up a weight. He's still going to gas. We, we said that on the show. It's like it's not, it's, it's not just a weight thing, right? So he gasses. Now I want to see what happens when he puts that pace on against a, a Michich, a Tariq Wilson, a, a Gross, a Soriano. Then how does that impact guys? Because if it's impactful against those dudes, it's it could be lights out. It's it's just his weight now. But yeah. I I think other guys are gonna be able to withstand it a little bit better. So Dayton looked outstanding, and I think what we're gonna learn more and more now is he might be one of the best scramblers in the game. He can yeah. scramble. I mean, he I won't say he outscrambled Lezak, but he you know Lezak got in and. Well, honestly, I will say that he did because that kind of brings me to my next point, which was Dayton ended up completely behind Ethan after like a minute and a half long scramble, right? This was from the scramble, wasn't yes. it, Kyle? Okay, so he ends up completely behind him, behind the arms, behind his, behind his hips. Lezak still has the foot like kind of here, right? And for that reason, they don't give the two. So I'm watching that. I'm like, man, that feels like that should be a takedown, right? So, so maybe it should. I don't think letter of the law it is. But I just I don't I don't subscribe to the idea that well if I have this lower appendage then I'm not taken down. I just don't believe that. But then at the same time I'm like well, if Dayton so surely had control, then why would he not be able to improve his position and get to a breakdown and transition to a turn or anything like that? I don't know. So it's a weird position, one that I think they should at least discuss moving forward as as a potential takedown scenario i think i think it should be too he's around behind he's behind the arms he has more control than half of these danger zone calls lezak literally can't move and and i I know it's a a tricky situation it is it is because dayton can't really because it's so tricky 
Yeah, and I know Dayton can't really move from it either, but he's all the way around behind. I don't know. It's it's weird, but when you look at it, you're just like, okay, let's take down. Yeah, I was I was actually surprised they didn't throw throw up the two. Um, you you see it sometimes though in in folk style, especially. Well, yeah, only in folk style. Like, all right, that's two, and then they let it play out, and then the other guy ends up on the leg, and it's not necessarily that situation, but you see it like. Where you your kind of gut is two, and then the guy comes out, and you're like, "Wow, I'm kind of glad they didn't call two there, because this would be a really screwy situation." Also, I saw it in another match this weekend. I can't think of it. If I think of it, I'll let you know. Right. Uh, Minnesota not having video review is a little head scratching. I d- I didn't understand that that was the case. Yeah, that's like you saw Dayton like immediately saying like, "Hey, throw the brick," and then Espo and John were losing their minds. Yeah, Minnesota doesn't have video review. What? They don't have video review. That was the issue. Is that like strategy or just like, ah, we forgot the video review guy? They don't have, they don't have video. They have huge giant scoreboards on the screen. <laughs> they That they do. If you ever want to know the score, you're not going to miss it there. Um, that's kind of their brand, though. Minnesota always has the giant scoreboards on their on their streams. It's fine. Uh, so, yeah. That, for the huh? elderly up there? For the elderly, perhaps. Uh, okay, so that was that match. I mean, there's a lot of talk about the near fall that sh- that some people think it should have been for Lezak or not. Maybe remember the rule is y- they ha- he has to be within four inches of the mat too. So it's not just 45 degrees because certainly Dayton was within that. But was he? You, you need the uh, Knights Templar. You need a, you need a Masonic protractor. Yes. Get out the four. Yeah, so it was a tough call, but was he within near fall criteria for two seconds with four inches? It's a, I don't know, maybe, maybe not. It doesn't really change anything for me other than the the interesting wrinkle would have been this because I think Dayton wins that match if they get near fall or not. But what happens if this? They don't give near fall in the initial and he gets that reversal. They challenge it. They look at it and they say, okay, that was near fall. Then Dayton goes back underneath, right? There's no, like, that reversal just does, doesn't happen. It's like the Bo Jordan-Mark Hall thing from yep. NCAA Finals. So that w- that would have made it interesting. Because you give, first of all, it's a two- to three-minute. think about that. It's a two- to three-minute review process. They look at it. Lezak gets a little water. He's just got to gas his up. lungs the- back. Yeah. That, that would have made it really interesting. And uh, that's not yeah, really. Yeah, that's why I don't. I don't get down with the whole dead time thing. Like every everything after the review goes back in time. Well, I think it should because uh, this it's it's not a good reality when what I just described could happen. But you can't it, the calls dictate action, right? The do, the calls dictate how you would, so you can't you can't just say well this well. I would wrestle differently if I knew I had two. I wouldn't have bailed. Lisa could say I wouldn't have bailed, or I don't know. There's a lot of things. I know. Yeah, right. You're right. There are situations where it's different, but it's kind of erasing reality. Where Lezak was kind of he might have had near fall, but was out of position. I mean, the Jack Wheeler thing a couple of years ago was the ACC final or something, or ACC semi. I don't recall. Oh, yeah. yeah, some weird happened against Falls. I think. Yeah, yeah. It, there was, was, it was a semi, I think. It's like, come on, you just you're ignoring reality. Um, what about thoughts on Boo's injury and and G Feller? 
Feller then going and beating Thorne? Well, not surprising. I would have picked Gefeller in that matchup um, going into it. Not surprised at all he beat Tommy Thorne, who is... Just not really been himself in a couple of years, it seems like. Classic uh, Oklahoma State with the top 10 guy on the bench. Classic. Um, so, Gefeller, I, well, one, I don't even know why he's, like, holding 141. For, like, for what reason? First of all, he was, like, legitimately bigger than, than Tommy Thorne. And yeah. it would seem his opportunity to start is going to be more likely at 149 than 141. He's, I don't see him circumventing Cade, but I can see... And now with this injury, you know, maybe he takes advantage of the opportunity and he can cement himself as the guy there at 149. Uh, I think, you know, this is Oklahoma State's depth issues kind of working themselves out, at least for a little bit. I don't know ultimately how injured Bulu Allen is, how long he's going to be out, but an injury like that to your arm, it's going to limit how much he's able to do and train. And that's an, it's an opportunity for Caden to get in the lineup. And I, I guess Boo is the better guy in – that seems to be the the chatter coming out of the room is that Boo is just head and shoulders better than the Gefeller and maybe even Cade. He's just like the the man in the room. He just does well against these guys. But to me, I just don't see it as a huge drop off from from Boo to Cade in terms of ability and who those guys can beat. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. Um, love Boo, but I think they're about. I don't know. I think they're about even when I, when I think of them about. In the in the field of what's there, Caden is so is really good on top. That's his differentiator. I think Boo certainly has better leg attack variety and offense. So, yeah, they're, they're going to be good there. What else with this? Uh, Cade McKee classic. Uh, McKee gets his first dub in folk style over Cade Brock. Yes, a lot of people asking, um, can this match happen every week? We're looking into it. We're seeing what we can do. Because we feel like you, they should just wrestle all the time. Because it's fire. It's just like they just throw. I don't know what it is about the, their combination, but the first like thirty seconds was <laughs> preposterous. Like Kate did like some like far leg Peterson rolls rolls across their back. They're both on their backs for the majority of the match. Then he looks for a headlock. It was just it was just a crazy start. They shouldn't be allowed to wrestle top and bottom either. Just get uh, yeah. Th- forget that. Thirty seconds. I think they should just have their own division, their own rule set that we craft here, where you get thirty seconds on top, then you're going back up on your feet because that's that's what we're paying to see. Okay, that's the whole point of this. We want to see you do crazy stuff. We want to see Mitch McKee do head pinches for four, but it's zero points and folks out <clears throat> just because he has a really good head pinch. I want all of that. I don't want it to be freestyle because no, M- Mitch just dominates freestyle somehow. Yeah, he, well, because head pinch. <laughs> He has like literally one, of the, maybe one of the best head pinches in the world. Like it's that good. Okay, so what other stuff from this match? Flies. That was a crazy ending. I know it was nuts. Like Shomers <laughs> was just living on the legs the whole time, just kind of hanging there, and then just picked him up and slammed. The him. power of Thor just picks him up, puts him down. Almost had the the pinfall, but didn't quite get it. So yeah, Blies kind of seemed like he was done. He's wearing a club. There was a lot of adversity there, but he he got his hand raised. That was a cool one. So Chandler's down at 65. Jacoby uh, continuing to look great. Dakota Gear. Dakota Gear looks good. Yeah. So a lot of Joe Joe Smith questions, and I don't know the answers to them. I heard he's going to be back at 74 next week. Does that mean he's just um, circumventing Jacoby Smith? I listen. I haven't seen Joe Joseph in a while. Right. I don't know how how if he's true freshman Joseph Smith or somewhere in between. 
I think it's going to be tough for him to get by Jacoby Smith. I don't know. He's, I mean, if he if he's beating Jacoby or Gear out or anybody in that lineup to get the spot, then he has to be pretty yes. decent. But I don't know. There's not really any data on him. We, had, we He didn't even see him that much last year. Now he's up a couple weights. So I don't know how to make any assessment. Yeah. Scuffle is probably going to be big for that. Oh, yeah, scuffle. All right, so we'll, we'll probably learn more then. But, yeah, Oklahoma State, they look, they look solid. You know, Minnesota looks yeah, they too. Yeah, look, they look pretty good. They usually start off sluggish. Um, last year they kind of – what a weird year last year. They never kind of got on track. It was strange. Never, um, never, never seen a year like that for Oklahoma State. But no, the, so the, they had a – they had a weird year starting off okay this year. Nebraska's starting off a little shaky this year. So there was some um Hold on. We got I don't want we need to not move on from the fact that Gable Stevenson wrestled. Um Oh yeah. So find out last week, hey, it's happening. Gable's coming out of red shirt. It's gonna happen against Derek White. He's ready to go. We're doing this thing. So we're fired up for it. Big test. How's he gonna do? And he did awesome. Um Oh snap! <laughs> uh, we've got we've got some pretty interesting news here. What's happening? Sorry to interrupt myself. Gavin Teasdale is no longer on the Penn State roster. So that's I, I literally just checked that before the show, and I, he was on. There. I did too, because someone tweeted at me this morning. Thoughts on Gavin? So I immediately went to the roster. He was still on there. This happened literally within the hour. Yeah, because I shout checked out this Brian Coder on Facebook. He put it in Facebook, and I checked, and he is no longer there. And no other freshmen are on there. Teskey's on there. Teskey's on there. Okay, so we, we kind of loosely, and I'm sorry that we sort of loosely alluded to something last week about it without really, but you don't want to put anything out there. You're not sure, and so we weren't definitive. But yeah, I, you know, the reasons why. You know, I don't have the facts, so I'm not going to get into it, but we heard that it wasn't going well. And so hopefully Gavin turns up somewhere else and uh, makes it happen. But, yeah, very interesting that Gavin's on there. So now the spotlight firmly placed on... Um, Teske. On Teske. And, but at the same time, I don't know that they have to... I think at this point, if Gavin's gone and he's no longer on the, the Penn State team... Why wrestle? Why should you wrestle Brody now? Tell me why. Uh, yeah. There's no log jam. This it's Brody, right? And you have the team that can win this year without Brody. Without him, yeah. So if unless you know if Teske comes out and he wins the scuffle and he's amazing and it's all this greatness, okay, fine, sure, wrestle him. But I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think anyone thinks it's thinks that's going to happen. So for right. that for that reason. I don't think, and it's so funny because we're like, man, with Buziello and Gavin and all these guys, well, Buziello's not coming. Gavin's gone. Buziello, I was told yesterday, certified the heard, lowest weight he can wrestle. I'm told, I don't know if it's true, 138 pounds. That's what I heard, too. Hey, we have a tweet from Teasdale. I have left Penn State this fall semester for health issues. I will be returning to Penn State University this January at full capacity. Okay. All right, so he's coming back. So he's going back. There you go. Well, then, the, all right, they got to wrestle Gavin or Brody now. I don't <laughs> yeah. know what this means. What a mess. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what, what that. Wrestle at scuffle. 
Well, that's January. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. As the world turns here. I mean, he could just enter a scuffle, right? It's an open. Yes. Or do teams have to be invited and then they can put as many as they want in? I think it's one of those. Okay. TJ Williams can't enter or anything okay. like that. All right. Um, actually, be Joe. Gable. Williams. Gable. Sorry. I had a Gavin interruption. <laughs> That so is breaking news. That is breaking. We had to we had to address that. So Gable comes out. The, the thing with him, he's gonna be so. I don't know how you're, they're gonna take this dude down. Like he's gonna get his, and he wasn't really pulling the trigger. He kind of pulled. I thought he could have had two to three more reattack go behind things off of Derek White's shots. He just didn't seem interested in it, um, which is curious. But I mean, he got that first six, and he said, "All right, that's it. There's like literally no way I can lose." At that point, if Gable Stevenson has that kind of a lead, it's just not happening, right? First college match, I don't yeah, think he yeah. wanted to try to risk anything. I think we'll see him continue to be more offensive as the year goes on. He feels more comfortable. Yeah, still just a true freshman. He's getting measured against some you know, pretty unreal standards. But he looked good. I thought Kassar looked good. I think those are the two best guys at the weight. And uh, it'll ultimately be them in the Big Ten and NCAA Finals. We'll see about Stoll. We haven't seen Stoll yet this year. But with Hall out of the mix and... Desi's not coming back. Uh, it's tough to see who that you haven't, who that hasn't wrestled yet is the is the person you want to see wrestle most. Mm. Who would for be? me? It's, it's Kemmer. New yeah. weight and everything, and I know he's not a hundred percent, but I just want to see how he fits in the weight. Yeah, no, that's a great point. I would be curious to see him. Um, all right, so that was Penn State. Pretty solid uh, weekend for them. They were they were mopping up, obviously. Some other, me. yeah. Um, some other notes. Uh, Vito went one thirty three for Cornell, and Tucker went forty one. But I heard, Chris, I don't know if you heard this. You hear they're mo- trying to move down Vito down to twenty five. I haven't heard anything. It would seem like they would have to be doing that if if it's possible. You know, if he didn't certify there, then that hand is played for them. But we cert- heard something about that a long time ago. Well, yeah, yeah, we were here, yeah, like in the spring. Yeah, yeah, but we hadn't heard anything since. Yeah. Um, what else? Matt Matt Finley looks pretty good. Dude, he's legit. Utah Valley undefeated. Matt Finley undefeated. Matt Finley. He's beating Chad Red. He beat Tristan Moran. Uh, he's got some dubs, and uh, you know we liked him. Utah Valley's wrestling as many matches as possible. I don't know how they wrestled. Who who did they <laughs> they wrestled Clarion and Wisconsin this week somehow? They wrestled Northern Illinois Clarion Harper College on Saturday and then Sunday Wisconsin. <laughs> their their travel budget must be out of control. Uh, but yeah, Utah Valley continued to do a really nice job. Of course, the the heart attack kids in in Wisconsin. They've had <laughs> three duels, is it three? The Nebraska one comes down to a a pin by Christensen with one second left. Uh, Thor, a.k.a. Trent Hilger, has to come back from down 6-0, apparently, and gets a well, late the, takedown. The Wisconsin, in overtime. In overtime. in overtime. The Wisconsin-Nebraska match, the final bout was, what is it, 41? Cole Martin, I think. Yeah, and, and the announcers, I don't know, it was tied... If the Nebraska guy won, they tied it, and uh, they t- they did tie it, but they still lost on criteria. The, the crowd was sort of going nuts because they thought they won the duel, but they didn't. Well, wait. I thought Cole Martin won. 
the last match? Martin did not win. Okay. I was confused. So, um, what? who else did they wrestle? They, I thought they had another match this weekend. But regardless... Princeton came down to heavyweight, I think, too. Yeah, Princeton. It but was Princeton. Hilger just got attacked, so they won kind of. Well, that one wasn't as dramatic, right? You just knew and he dropped the. They call him Thor, dude, and uh, they love him. <laughs> he acted like he summons his hammer and slammed it. That was awesome. It's pretty cool. It's re- man, the atmosphere of Wisconsin, like it immediately, was is crazy. Awesome. Yeah. It was, they were going nuts there. It's so awesome. I, uh, I can't believe they did it within a semester. They did it within like a week. Yeah, there used to be nobody at their at their duels. Now they're coming. They're like, Kiss is playing, <laughs> <laughs> and they love Trent Hilger there. They love him. Uh, okay, so fun so, stuff. We should some odds and ends. We should have some questions but, from friends. When Tory Bridges lost, who did he lose to? Uh, Smo- Smelling. How do you pronounce it? Willie? Yeah, Smojling. You're the uh, name pronouncer whisperer. Snyder says Shamling. M. Night Shamling? Nope, that's wrong. He says Shamling! Not calling him that. Not even for the fire. Who else? It, it's smelling. Oh, I have another question for you. No rankings questions at this time. I died yesterday and haven't been able to review them. But you can ask. Okay. But I won't no, answer. I, there's not. Well, yeah, I can ask this one. It's hypothetical. Okay. I have two questions for you. Where's Billy Miller? He's injured and recovering, and he'll be back second semester. Second question. I think second semester. He'll be Why, back. Pantelio lost to Luan and didn't drop. Why, Why should, Um, Because do we know what a loss to Will Luan means? I don't know. I Did Gunther drop? Gunther lost to... Do we Nelson know what a, do we know what a loss to Nelson Brands means? Why would we drop someone we don't even know what it means to lose to that guy? Just because they're a true freshman. If like if uh, if Nelson had a bunch of bad losses and was kind of like stinky, it'd be like, all right, let's drop him. And also like with Pantelio, uh, if you look at fifty seven, I mean, who's right behind him? Berger, who he's like. 26 and 0 against lifetime, and then Keyshawn Hayes. I just don't know what, why we hit him for a loss to, and I I'm not even saying it's not a teammate thing. It's uh, why? Yeah, no, it's not a teammate thing because Gunther is not and on Nelson aren't on the same team. That was a roommate uh, thing because they were both at yeah. Iowa. Just kidding, they're not roommates. Uh, so yeah, that's why. You could right. say you could say, hey, Will Luan lost to Elijah Cleary. You should punish him for that. That means, uh, but. I don't know. Then I would have to like retroactively because he beat Luan or he lost to Luan in week one and then Luan the next week lost to Elijah. I know. I know. I'm, I'm partially – I come into to the question with I think Pantelio should drop. I think that Gunther should drop. Um, but also genuinely asking you the question because I think this is something you probably – I've never done college rank. It's something you probably run into every year. You can say, oh, well – we don't know what a loss to Luan means. We don't know, uh, you know, what does a loss to Nelson Brand mean? Don't you run into that every single year in the beginning of the season with a, no. a guy losing to a freshman? Um, I I mean, probably it happens frequently, but it, to me, it's just a question of resume comparison. Why Why would Tyler? It's not about dropping Pantelio. It's what is Ty, why would Tyler Berger pass Pantelio now? 
Okay. Yeah, that that's kind of why. Well, how about a, there's nobody behind Gunther that should bump him up? I I don't know. Gunther's. I, mean, un- I guess I'm well, just asking. Why? Generally. Isn't Nelson Brands undefeated? Yeah. So what is it? Why would I drop him? If if Nelson Brands, well, hey, if, if Nelson Brands, if Nelson Brands was wrestling this year, he would be ranked ahead of Joey Gunther. So in your mind, you can say he did drop one spot, but he, he's not dropping because Alex Marinelli is the Iowa starter. So in your mind, just think of it like that. I mean, look, literally one spot behind Con- uh, Joey Gunther is Connor Flynn, who lost to Joey Gunther in Week One this year. Okay, right. Connor Flynn beat Makai Lewis. Holy cow. Uh, interesting. All right. Questions from friends time. I have kind of a, I have a, yeah. But how about this? I was, I'm so honored to ask this question. Brandon Paulson. Brandon Paulson asked question. a couple of them. I, I, the, I look up to that guy so much. And now he's, he's asking FRL questions. This is, this is amazing. Where, when we talked a little about Joseph Smith, where does he fit? We think 174, Coach. Is this the weakest heavyweight class uh, in the next five years? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Heavyweight is about to get nasty. You know what's interesting? Over at Michigan, they, they didn't quite rule out Mason Paris year one thing. I think uh, they're, they're kind of looking at the weight. They're like, man, let's see. And they'll probably continue to um, you know, work with him and see how he develops. But, man, great shot, I think of uh, maybe we see him. But, yeah, this weight is about to explode with talent between, I mean, Kirk Yeah, we Fleet. said it. Yeah. We said it a couple of years ago. The the heavyweight talent that were coming out, there was a lull in it. There wasn't that many good heavyweights at all. Um, and now you're seeing it right, right, the products of that right now in college. And then here come the young guns, right? Here comes the guys. Think about I mean, heavyweight's this. been great the last couple of years as far as recruiting. The, these are all, I, I consider these high-end, super elite talents, right? Gable Stevenson, Daniel Turk, Kirkfleet, Colton Schultz, Mason Paris, Anthony Cassiope. That is like, that is... Cassiope is freaking awesome. He's really good. Guys, he's really, really good. If, if, it, if it came out, he's kind of, he might be beating Stoll in the room. Wouldn't surprise me. Obviously, you don't wrestle him this year, but I, I think a lot of him. And I don't know if there's other other guys who could emerge there from that class, but or who's going to still be hanging around? You know, Casar will be gone. Hamido will be gone. Uh, I'm not surprised. Jordan Woods, a, a tough dude, but I think he, you know, we'll see where he fits in with that group. If Cassiope wins a title, I'm not surprised. Yeah. He's. Right, would you be? No. Uh, ah, considering the fields he's going to have to beat, I think so. Yeah. He's never been close to Gable before. Yeah, has he been close to Gable? You're you're expecting him to make up a large uh, gap there. Um, yeah. I think, I, I, if, if Cassiope ever gets one on, now I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that he's going to, eventually surpass Gabe. But I'm saying that if Cassiope gets a couple from him, I ain't surprised. Yeah, I, I think yeah, I think I would be. Well, maybe not, but I, I would be surprised. No, I'd, I'd, I would j- be surprised. I would be surprised. Yes. Gable is... Who did, who did Mason Paris beat at the 
not Dapper Dan, Dream Team last year. He beat someone soundly that was good. Whitman. Oh, Whitman. Okay, I didn't realize Whitman was up that high. I guess 220. Okay. So that's that. Thanks, Coach Paulson, for that question. We are honored. Love the fight. What's up with heavyweight? I kind of mentioned this. Uh, Brian Payne wants to know about Billy Miller. Miller recovering from injury, but he will ultimately take the spot from Virginia's own John Borst. Um, FRL Inquisitor. We already touched on this too. The the fix McKee or fix Lezak takedown. Yes, I do think that should be a takedown that position. All right, Willie is not allowed to answer. Oh yeah, this is the uh, photo shoot. All right, we've addressed a lot of these questions. Favorite Thanksgiving dish? Asks the consummate professional Efren Salinas. <laughs> Video guy. Uh, favorite Thanksgiving dish? Well, I I'll give you my plate. I'm not going to give you a dish. I'm not going to say, oh, turkey. Because the whole point of Thanksgiving, well, not the whole point of it, but the point of a a proper plate is how everything coalesces together, right? The combination of excellent makes it great, right? You need the turkey with the potatoes and gravy and green beans, and it's all just together, and you're just eating it all up like that. So that's that's what it is to me. I'm pretty basic. There are a couple of dessert items that, that I'm fond of, but for me, that's, no, that's my I'll plate. I'll tell you, your mother's gravy. Yeah. Your mother's gravy. I wish it was my blood type. It is <laughs> delicious. So that's, uh, that is a big shout to and, and uh, a rest in peace to my grandma, Margaret Piles, who, if you want to know Southern cooking, my grandma, oh my word. So yeah, she can make some gravy. And uh, I'll pass along that gravy note. Um, would you pick... Gable Kassar, both currently on rank, or the field for NCAA champ this year. That's very easy. Uh, Josh, we will pick Gable Kassar, right? They're now ranked 2-3. They're the now ranked 2-3. Which I don't know if it should be. I, I kind of think Gable should maybe be ranked ahead of... Uh, it sort of makes sense to me. It does? It doesn't to me because if, if you're looking at this year... Okay, you could say, all right, um, Kassar has a win over Colin Moore, which is tremendous. But if we're going back to last year... There's some blemishes there for, for Anthony, so you can't like have it both ways. If you look at their heavyweight resume, one guy's beat number five and number three. three. He, beat, he beat Nevels and um, Tanner Hall. So to me, Gable's like... He beat White and Tanner Hall. Uh, or yeah. White. Kassar beat Nevels. Exactly, sorry. He beat White and Tanner Hall to Gable. So it's like two top five wins? I don't know. It should be maybe him. Well, I think I wrote this... I forget where I wrote Twitter, I think. The highest ranked win is Kassar. Yes. And he beat Nevels, who is two in one career against Stoll. True. This is true. But Stoll did out uh, place him at NCA. So I, it makes sense. Yeah, it's interesting. I I, I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm, I'm fine with it. Big Tens are going to be fun at heavyweight, boy. If Sean Foss, U23. World silver medalists can make the 125 finals at NCA. Weigh in Saturday morning, go to Golden Corral, gain 25 pounds by Saturday night, and wrestle Spencer Lee with a 20 pound weight advantage. What odds would you give him? He will get tech followed probably. Uh, even if you weighed 145 pounds. And Someone I, I, tweeted us yesterday and said Spencer would win NCAAs all the way up to 149. I don't think so. I don't either. No. He would have a shot at 33. Although, <laughs> although if you say Spencer Lee versus Anthony Ashnall, 
I don't know, man. Are you kidding me? Dude, I kind of think you can Snorty! Get your man! Get out of here. <laughs> well, not just Snorty. I, uh, I don't know, man. I'm not saying he would. I'm saying... I don't think he wins 41. Yeah, I think I think 41 would be tougher to win than 49. What? It's harder weight. Shut up. <laughs> well, then again, I, also, the actually, the hardest weight for him to win might be 33. Dayton, Suriano. He wins it. No, no. Really? 33 is in the realm of possibility. Yes, 30, absolutely. I think, yeah. You think he just smashed? I'm not, not saying he smashes Yanni. everyone. He's not beating Yanni. I don't know if he beat Ironman. Wow, this is interesting. I don't know, man. Uh, okay. Get out of here. Wow. We are just like completely misaligned here. It's interesting. But yeah, Fa Yeah, a lot. <clears throat> I don't know why. People have been coming at me about Faz a lot. People really love him. I I just think they're like, oh, he was injured last year. Well, he's injured because he's not eating food. He's he's a he's a grown man. He's not supposed to weigh 125 anymore. He's still down there. He's I don't want him. I wish nothing but good things for Sean. He's the ultimate team guy. They say he's a total pro about his weight, but the man is just just big, and it's going to be really yeah. tough for him. And we've seen people have success at these world tournaments and then not do anything at NCAAs. That too. Like, you yeah. know, Richie Lewis DNP'd last year. Makai Lewis just lost to Connor Flynn. So th these things happen. Uh, is there a more multi-talented wrestler than Jaden Cox? No. What's up with Isaiah White? I don't know. What's up with Nebraska? My question: What is going on? Zeke Moisey lost. Zeke Moisey lost. Cole to Werner. Werner. I ain't worried about it. Zay Zay's like one and three. Um, smell. Chad Red hasn't looked good. Smelling is is trying to stand up straight so he can get hands in the face points. Is that Brian Snyder's coaching? <laughs> you need to call him and be like, uh, Brian. I hope you had nothing to do with this. You gotta ask Brian that yourself. You ask him. He's gonna call you today. Just ask him. I don't think that Nebraska would coach kids to do that. I would. See, that's, that would be my strategy. Like, guys, we're going to be a hands-to-the-face team. Lead with your face. Very face wrestler. Yes. Okay. Um, the bigger challenge for Gable, Kassar, or Stoll, Kassar. Uh, Brock Desert, why does my wife get mad? I don't know, man. Probably something you did. Why is his wife mad? I don't know. Who you got right now, RBY or DeSanto? RBY. RBY. Woo, boy. Who, who you got? I don't know, man. Good thing we won't see it until March. Yeah. Thanks. Just the way I wanted it. Just the way I wanted it. I love it when my marquee matches don't get to happen. I'll say... I'll say DeSanto. Probably not, though. Right? Status of Connor Brown's injury. Yes. Um, sounds like just a sprain. He'll be all right. Maybe miss a little time, but nothing too super serious. Uh, any other great questions here before we go? I have I have a thing at nine thirty, so I I, I can't. <laughs> what? You say that out loud? I got a thing to go. I gotta go. I I, do, I no, it's not. It's a work thing. I have to do it. We should no, talk about this. Great Ask it, Chad Hanky. Except, can we acknowledge that this guy's name is Matt Funk? <laughs> yeah, he he works for Defense Soap. We'll get there in a second. Hang on, <laughs> Chad Hanky. Do you think the wrestling community will ever change to embrace Ooh. the show from guys like Gable? Guys like J.O. and Ramos had some entertainment, but the old school thought from fans bashed it as cocky. So People are already losing their mind I, over Gable Stevenson and he wrestled one match. As soon as the match ended, I was like, Gable's going to be the most hated dude in NCAA wrestling. I promise you. 
They're, they are going to – he is not going to be popular. I think he likes it. What? Why are you laughing? He is going to I'm be – I'm laughing because Nomad predicted this, and that's why I'll never win the Hodge. Well, I don't know about that. Um, that, well, that was literally like, Nomad's reason. Yeah. No, Gamer will never win the Hodge because the fans don't like him. He's Listen – he is not going to be popular. There's already message boards about it on Iowa, I know. Yeah, see, those are the get-off-my-lawn guys, not me. Whatever, Willie, dude. you can still have get-off-my-lawn takes. No, I, okay, yes, that's true. <laughs> maybe it is, Which maybe it is a get-off. Maybe it yeah. was a get-off-my-lawn take. I admit that. All right. But I am not a get-off-my-lawn guy. I'm not, <laughs> I don't make a habit of being a grumpy old man. When's the last time you screamed at a cloud? Screamed at a what? Cloud. It's a meme. Sorry. <laughs> I'll, get, I'll get you Twitter access later. Uh, I have no problem with what Gable's doing. I don't either. I, I hope he continues to dance and continues to drive everybody crazy that's all up in arms. We are very pro this. Uh, I don't think yeah. it's, you know, I, I like I like the extra a little bit. Now, y- you do that stuff and you get it back, you can't get mad. Right. Right? So yeah, That's how it works. Now, the, the thing may be that no one else can do it back and he just dances on people and smacks their head really hard and just wins the matches and... Someone was like, because White was in on his leg, was like five seconds left, and Gable was like going like that to the crowd. And they were like, yeah, he could have just waited until the match ended. How many times, like, I remember remember when Imar beat James Green, and he had his, he was putting his forearm on his head, just rubbing it in, just like smiling at the crowd. Yeah. And like, Mark Hall, when he beat Bo Jordan last year, when he was on top, he was just, yeah. Yeah. Who cares? It's awesome. Who cares? Who cares? It's awesome. Act like you've been there before. Actually, Gable has been there before. Yeah. Um, All right, that is a really good question. I did want to get to it, so I appreciate that. All right, Nate Clements, we have to talk about our man because he's back in full effect. Marsden. Okay, how excited is everyone at Flow Wrestling to have Marsden back in the lineup for the Cowboys? And to split a ride the most most dangerous ride. So you wonder why I haven't been talking about I felt like... We put a lot of pressure on Marsden last year, you know? And I didn't want to do that to him. I just want him to go out and have his year. He's the most dynamic, exciting wrestler in, in college athletics, frankly. And <laughs> I, I love everything about it, how he wrestles. He goes up. He's, it's very baseline. Double overs, over-under body lock, and then near leg and spladle. It's just your fundamental wrestling, and that's why I like him. And I love that he went for the spladle, got it, and the guy gave it to him again, and then he pinned him with it. I love his um, – he's very – he's dog on a bone. For whatever way he's trying to score, he tries to only score that way. And I love the focus. I'll tell you, you could, uh, you could spend some time on Flow Wrestling site. Um, you know, you don't have to always look at the marquee matchups. You could just go in and type Marsden and go watch him for a good hour. You'll it's get, pure entertainment. It's pure entertainment all the way. He's just looking to pin you the entire time. He's like, uh, remember that one show we called him Austin the, the entire time? Don't bring that up. <laughs> Don't bring that up. His name's Andrew Marsden, and he's a treasure. And he's he a man. He, he Kyle, is, what's the pure gold one from the scuffle? Oh, it was like 18, oh, Bryce Barnes, eighteen fifteen. Bryce Barnes. We ran it in July one time just for the heck of it. <laughs> we should run it again. I'm. We can. It's the that's best. A, that's awesome. It's the best worst match of all time. There is nothing. It, it's. A, does he win? I think. I think he <laughs> wins. Barnes is storming back, but yeah. 
<laughs> I think he, he either split him or cradled him twice. He, oh, go look up that match. It's pretty, pretty much the best thing on Flow Wrestling forever. Okay. I do have to go. He also, he also once kept Jaden to a decision that helped him beat uh, in Missouri streak when they had won all those duels in a row. Wait, what? You have sensitivity, Marston uh, held Jaden Cox to a decision oh, one time right. in Stillwater, and it helped in Missouri's, like, they had that, like, 25-match dual winning streak. That's right. I remember that. No, it's, uh, um, no, it's actually not, not training today. Um, okay. We got to go. Man, this was fun. And I, I wish we could do this on Thanksgiving. I think that would be amazing, but I don't think, it, I don't think anyone would want to produce our show on Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> Caleb said it. Heck no. No uh, from producers. No. No from producers. All right. So, uh, our dear friend Caleb, feel free to play us out. We are ready to go. We are so thankful for so many things. I'm thankful for ASICs and their support of wrestling. Flow wrestling uh, what are you Radio doing Live. for Thanksgiving? You going over piles? No. Um, a bunch of Olivia's family's here. So, there's like nine of us in a two bedroom apartment. Kyle's in-laws, allegedly. 70-pound uh, golden in, retriever. In-laws, actually not in-laws. Out of law. Out of compliance with law. <laughs> so, this week, not a ton of wrestling going on because of the Thanksgiving holiday. Although we will have the Oklahoma State-Wyoming duel. Montori Bridges, Dayton Fix. Should be South exciting. Dakota State-Minnesota as well. Oh, oh, that's good stuff. But then... What? Oh, then CKLV next week and uh, shut it down. It gets crazy. Shut Penn it State, down. Bucknell, Iowa, Iowa State, all live on FlowWrestling.edu. We are, we are out. We got a lot of great content coming out on the site. Thanks so much to Efren for helping increase the professionalism of Flow he Wrestling Radio pro. Live. He's a pro, he's a pros pro. He's a capital J journalist, Baylor educated. Um, what a legend! All right, we are out. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time.